Welcome in. Trent Condon here alongside Ken Miller. And Ken, we've been off for a couple of weeks, and I've, I've got the itch. I need to talk. I was very disappointed we weren't on the air during the Iowa State game and get to give terrible predictions that, of course, didn't come to fruition as Iowa blows out Iowa State. But really, the, the biggest part of it, not just the game, but you know, the, all the extracurriculars that went on there. So I figure we take a couple minutes and just talk sports. I, I miss talking sports with you. We've been talking too much business here the last two weeks. No, we've done a lot of that and looking forward to January 2nd and 10 in the morning when uh, you and I will be uh, back on the radio and here on KXNO, which is going to be huge for both of us, I think. Um, yeah, the Iowa State game, Trent, my biggest takeaway, i got a couple of them. It's Look, it's never going to come close, uh, the anticipation, the buildup of the football game. It's just not. Uh, we talk about Iowa, Iowa State football, essentially we could do 12 months out of the year. Right. And, and it wouldn't be a, an automatic turnoff. But the basketball was never, it, didn't, it wasn't in that elevation. Hopefully, what we saw this past year, this past couple of weeks ago, may narrow the gap between the football rivalry and the basketball rivalry because Michael Jacobson injected himself into this in a big way, and I loved every second of it. I love Cordell Pemsel, Connor McCaffrey to lead things off, kind of was the instigator in all of this, and I love that fact about him. As you know, I'm a hockey guy, mm-hmm. uh, and Connor McCaffrey kind of got in Jacobson's face, and he pushed back, and boom, off the floor comes his teammate, Cordell Pemsel, the policeman, if you will. Um, but look, at the, end of the, at the end of the basketball game, none of this needed to happen if Steve Prohm would have called his guys off. Yes. Let's be honest. Mm-hmm. I mean, Coach, you could tell the kids, quit playing, just stand around. Iowa wasn't going to score. I have no problem with Bohannon scoring. If Iowa State's going to try and play defense, take the ball to the end of the, end of the floor and put it in the basket. And that's what he did. Uh, yeah, and, and the end of the game and, and what happened and the overreaction that was there. It was overreaction, I, I think, on both sides. But this is a good thing. I think both Iowa and Iowa State need these kind of guys. They need a little bit of hate in this. Yes. And all of a sudden, the basketball rivalry seems to have that. And they have guys that, Michael Jacobson, there are limitations to his game. He's a good defender. He's improved a lot offensively. Better than anybody thought he was going to be, Trent. But that's by a long way. Yes. But the, I think a big component, too, is what he does being that tough guy. That guy mm-hmm. that isn't going to take crap from people. They Where have were that his now. teammates, by the way? I mean, there yeah, were yeah. five Hawkeyes surrounding Michael mm-hmm. Jacobson at one point. Uh, Shayok was there for a minute, and then he uh, retreated to the other end of the floor. I'm not saying he was running scared, but there were five Hawks around Michael Jacobson. Come mm-hmm. on, boys. Yeah. Where's the rest of the group? Right. Well, they got that guy, at least, in Jacobson. Yep. And for Iowa, this is a huge difference in the team. I mean, the team, for all intents and purposes, is the same team we saw a year ago, at least in terms of personnel, but to have that. And is it a little hokey when four guys come running over when a guy's on the floor? Yeah, it is. But that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. You need some of that. You you need that camaraderie. And you're, maybe it's forced. Who cares? But this team See, looks. I didn't a think lot that was forced. Yeah, I thought that was uh, that played out and that was legitimate. And it was a good basketball game. It was a fun basketball game. Iowa State made the runs. Iowa would counter. Hawks were the better team that night. Um, I think both of these teams now we, we're starting to get a pretty good idea that both of these teams are clearly NCAA tournament worthy. Mm-hmm. Whether they get there or not remains to be seen. Obviously, the start of the Big Ten play for Iowa again, back to back years, has been disappointing. They've got a chance to, obviously, that's coming up real quick here. We'll get back into conference play, but I like the chances of both of these schools at this point on the calendar. We couldn't say that last year. Now we get to see these teams for the final time in the Big Four Classic. And. I know there's angst in the Drake and the UNI communities. This is going away. There was angst when it went away for the first time with the home and homes. You get it. You get it from the Iowa perspective and the Iowa State perspective. But I'm certainly going to miss this. I love this time of year, and I love seeing these games. 
we're never going to get what we once had. That has gone the way of the dodo bird. But here we are, and we'll get to see these teams for the first time. Do you expect you and I to – they haven't played well. Really haven't played well this year. Last time getting their shot against the big team. Do you expect you and I at least to – have a chance tomorrow? I hope they're both good games, Trent. Um, I, I'm with you on you and I. I think maybe Drake's playing a little bit better yeah. than most thought. Mm-hmm. You and I the other way, uh, uh, on the other side of things. Um, like I think Iowa and Iowa State will both come out victorious uh, at Wells Fargo. I'm with you. I'm, I'm going to miss it as well. But it's the um, it's the price to pay, right? It's uh, you, you, these, these schools need those home games. They don't like coming to a neutral site. Um, it never elevated itself to I thought where it could possibly mm-hmm. and I don't know what it needed if it needed that round robin but you can't do that because the Valley teams play each other during the regular season it was kind of a forced together event I give them a lot of credit for trying uh, but it's run its course is there a way that you could say Iowa and you and I every other year you bring in another neutral court opponent for you and I it might be South Dakota State, you know, another solid mid-major. But play it down in downtown Des Moines. And then Iowa plays Missouri. And then Iowa State, they welcome in Michigan. Would it be on the same day as everything? Yeah, it'd be See, that's, I think, that back-to-backs. Think... You know, Drake plays another uh-huh. mid-major. Then the, the nightcap is Iowa State, Michigan State. I, I honestly God, think, Trent, that one of, the, one of the big problems this had, one of the big reasons that it never got to the point where a lot of people thought it could get, is Hawk fans don't want to pay to watch clones. Mm-hmm. Clones fans certainly don't want to pay to watch the Hawkeyes. Right. And I think that that was uh, something that honestly couldn't quite be overcome. Mm-hmm. And uh, it may be as much a reason as anything why this thing's going away. I think something like that could work where, all right, you get two basketball games. That price point obviously has to be a part of it. But if you can welcome in a big-name program, you can, if you're Iowa State, get Michigan State to play. Mm-hmm. Clear the gym and sell two tickets, then maybe. Then do that. Clear the gym. But, but how many sessions. people are going to be there for Drake, North Dakota? Which is, which, is why the, which is why you're up against it on your idea. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's just a one-off. And, and that's when we'll see Iowa for the next time in Des Moines be something like that. Or maybe we'll just see them in the NCAA, NCAA tournament. tournament this coming up in March. How about that? Oh, man. So yes. you got to be a, a top four seed to be a protected team. Mm-hmm. Who's more likely to be a top four seed? Iowa, or Iowa State. Mm, right now, I think one. it's a stretch for both of yeah, them. Yeah, I do too. I don't think either one of them is Trent. I'm with you. I think Iowa State, though, to me, is that team where if they can get into the top three of the Big Twelve, you'd be twelve and six, maybe in the league, something like that. Make a run in Kansas City, and you get mm-hmm. in. To be a top four team, you have to be a top sixteen team for all intents and purposes. Right. So, to do that, I just think the path is I think you more realistic it, for Iowa State. Yeah, but I think your 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 original answer was right. I don't think either one of them is going to get there. Yeah, it's it's a stretch. Yeah, I think so. I think hopefully if, if we'll get Kansas or Michigan State or Wisconsin so, here. Something but if you're like going to watch the local teams, you're going to have to buy a plane ticket. Right, going to be heading out on the road. Speaking of plane tickets, we also haven't talked since bowl destinations. Mm. Alamo Bowl, boy, the excitement! I mean, it, it's. It shouldn't be incredible, they flew, but it is. They filled up seven airplanes, Trent, seemingly in 48 hours. Um, look, I, Iowa State fans, you know how they travel. It's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. They had a great time last year. I was part of it uh, on Beale Street. I, I watched them just, you know, they showed up to watch ducks walk around <laughs> in the Peabody Hotel, and you couldn't move. Yeah. Uh, it was all cardinal and gold watching ducks. I don't know if they, you know, whatever. It, 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 <laughs> I, I guess I can say that I've seen it. Uh, but if you thought that the Liberty Bowl and Beale Street was big and it was fun, 
Wait till these folks get to the Alamo Bowl. They will take over the Riverwalk. I have no idea how many fans Washington State is going to bring. I like the I like the matchup a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minshew is a terrific quarterback. Mike Leach obviously is going to be there as much as anything. Selfishly, I, I'm disappointed I'm not going because I want to go to Mike Leach's press conference. Sure, yeah. Because those are fun to sit in, and he's going to – who knows where it's going to lead, but you know it's going to – uh, he's going to answer something that uh, wasn't asked in the question. But, look, I think that's a great matchup. I think Iowa's got a great matchup. Mississippi State is legit, Trent. Yeah. This defense can play. They've got a terrific quarterback. Um, it, it's going to be a heck of a – both of these schools are going to have to want to be there to be in these football games. Now, having said that, Mississippi State and Washington State will have to want to be there as well yeah. uh, because that's always a factor when it comes to bowl season. But these two – I fill out a confidence pool. Yep. These two were absolute coin flips for me. I have no idea whether I was going to pick off uh, Mississippi State or, conversely, uh, Washington State, who was playing for a Pac-12 title, as we recall. Are they going to be disappointed that they got, air quote, relegated to the Alamo Bowl? Well, and you mentioned that part of it. And reading some of the things from Washington State, they don't seem overly excited about the matchup. It's Iowa State. It's It's not a... Name brand program. It's not Will Greer in West Virginia, which a lot of people thought it was. And, and then Greer doesn't is not going to play right. the bowl game. Good for him, by the way. And good for the Alma Bowl to also maybe put Avoid that into that. the equation, yep. realizing that that could be a possibility. I wonder how much that factored in. I wonder if they'd be honest and tell us if we, you know, over a beer got the uh, got the decision makers there. I wonder if that factored in, or was it simple? Look. Roll out the welcome mat. Iowa State's showing up. Yes, I, I think that was. Was it. West Virginia going to show up like Iowa State's going to show up? I think the answer is no. And credit to Jamie Pollard for making them realize mm-hmm. that and showing what they've done in the past. And you know, I heard. Uh, I think, in fact, it was with Chris and Ross. They had the Alma Bowl director, one of the directors, on, and he mentioned when they were down there for the NCAA basketball mm-hmm. tournament a few years back. When and the just, end got hurt. Yeah, and, and just uh, that was for basketball and the mm-hmm. quick turnaround. And now you have a month lead up to it and how these people are going to travel. It's going to be great to see. I think Iowa State is certainly a live dog. I like their chances a lot more. That Iowa matchup's tough. I, mm-hmm. I don't think people realize how salty this Mississippi no, State good. is. Yeah, they got a quarterback. Got a, I mean, he's their biggest threat. He's going mm-hmm. to run the football. Uh, but the defense is salty, Trent, and I watched them just pound the crap out of Old Miss mm-hmm. uh, on Thanksgiving night. I probably saw them three times this year, Washington State, at least twice, I watched the Pac-12 championship, played in the snow, um, played in awful conditions. Washington State's legit. Both, as I said, both of, the, both of our local schools uh, are going to have to play very well to come out with another win. All right, final thing here, a little NFL before we sure. wrap up and when we reconvene on the radio side of things. Maybe we'll do this another time or two before. Well, you better do it because I'm leaving town. You're leaving town, I know. Well, maybe I'll just go out there and talk a little bit. In fact, we got Lee Sterling. Going to bring him by here in a couple minutes. But NFL-wise, uh, what's jumping out to you since we've been off the last couple of weeks? Well, I thought New Orleans was unbeatable. Right. Uh, and I'm not so sure that's the case anymore. I thought Kansas City was home free to get the one seed in the AFC. And after last night, I'm not so sure that's the case anymore. Might not win the division. They may not. And good for the Chargers. Look, um, Pat Mahomes is going to lead this team, I think, to – look, if you're a Chiefs fan – Get tied on because your time is now and for the next decade, conceivably. Phillip Rivers has been so great in this league for so long and really one of those guys that he's almost – he didn't get to a Super Bowl in his first year like Marino did and then Marino never got back, but he's one of those quarterbacks. And I think he's great. I think he's an all-time great. I'm not saying he's Marino great, but I think he's he's a Hall of Famer without a doubt. 
I kind of selfishly want to see Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates get there at least once. I wish they would have done so when they resided in San Diego, mm-hmm. not Los Angeles, because nobody cares about the Chargers. I'm not sure many care about the Rams, although more care about the Rams. Uh, I'd love to see this Chargers team get there. Uh, that's maybe the, the AFC is, I mean, it's not New England again, is it, Trent? Mm, yeah, yeah. I haven't jumped off of it. I mean, even during the bad early set, we, we've fallen well, look at victim December. of that trap too many times. No, December. Look, you can forget about what they do in September, October, November. Yep. Look what Bill Belichick teams do in the month of December. They're going to be there. Death taxes the Patriots. In the Super Bowl. Well, seemingly. Opposite the Bears? Look at and and we've had we've gone round and round on this, and one day I watch Mitchell Trubisky, and I think, Trent, you're all wet. This kid's going to be a star. Mm-hmm. Then the next week I watch him. Now, admittedly, how many games did he miss before I watched two. him? Two. Two. So it only saw two weeks? Yep. Um, he looked lost. He looked bad. Yeah, he did. He did not look good, but neither did Goff and company at the same time, yes. which tells me a whole lot about your Bears defense. Um, can the Bears win the NFC? It's more realistic than when we uh, finished up there at the end of November. Who is the favorite? Is it New Orleans still? I still think it is because mm-hmm. you're going to have to go into that building. Mm-hmm. What about the Rams? I'm a little nervous about the Rams. Yeah. They, they seem to be... Well, if you take Donald away, and they did, and James Daniels mm-hmm. gets a lot of credit, but yes. he had a lot of help. But uh, still, I mean, this is the biggest difference maker on the defensive line in football for my money. Uh, and I'm, uh, you know, I'm a Von Miller guy, and you're a Khalil Mack guy, and these are three of the elites in the league. But from the defensive tackle position, Aaron Donald is unstoppable. <laughs> James Daniels, <laughs> my God. It's incredible. Mm-hmm. I, and, I mean, I, I never thought that as a guard he'd be able to play this early at this level. Figure down the road he'd be that, but to do that against Aaron Donald, Trubisky makes me nervous. But anybody that when has to he come throws in there. the ball, he makes you nervous. Yeah, when yeah. He run runs the football, you take pick up off. eight. Yeah, sure. Absolutely, good and good in that one. Uh-huh. Uh, it's going to be fun, and we'll reconvene January second in advance of Wild Card wild Weekend. Card Weekend, and I think when we come back, Iowa State plays. I think Oklahoma State. Iowa plays Thursday. I can't remember. I looked at this last week because, like, you, they play on the first. Right. I mean, I was jonesing to get back on the air. That's what it is. So we'll recap Iowa. But we're going to do a little bit different the first hour. I mean, you and I are going to – we are hardcore sports. Mm -hmm. Um, We're going to talk a lot of sports. And I think that, um, you know, there's there's a lot of people that have been listening to me and to you for a long time that will appreciate that. And I'm not knocking any other shows. Look at the success that this building has had, that these three teams in this had – and this building have had is eye-opening. They have taken this station, quite frankly, to heights I wasn't sure it could reach. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're just going kind of to just try and not mess things up. Right. Uh, but we've got all of our guests coming back. I know Cappy's going to be here and PA's going to be here. But uh, I think the first hour we're going to thank a lot of people um, and then you know get back to what we do, and that's sports. Sports. Diving deep into it. Yep. I'm ready for it. Good stuff. Now, you got Lee Sterling coming up? Lee Sterling. What kind of record has Lee had before I slide out of here? That, is, he pretty, is he on a pretty good roll? Let's see if I can uh, find his numbers to this point and what he did at least last time out. You know what we got to do, too? Yeah. At, at some point. Brinson never had a chance to say goodbye. Right. Bring Jimmy Brinson, Yeah. Brinson uh, played a significant role in sports talk in this market. Never got a chance to say goodbye, so I want to offer that to uh, uh, to him, don't you think? Absolutely. He he didn't have the same kind of walk-off he did last time. Yeah. Cole Netton's going to kick a game-winning field goal, and then he left, never came back. And then he came back. And then he came back, but years later, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy B's he's having a good time. He's he's enjoying himself. And 
He's still Trent, doing his Jimmy radio B thing. has always had a good time. Yes. And Jimmy B has always enjoyed himself. Don't worry about Jimmy B. Jimmy He's B America's guest. Like, yes, he is. Lee Sterling, three and two last time uh, we had mm. him on. And he's got five more games, all bowl games that he's going to be picking here. So no NFL. No NFL. It's uh, He's got Sugar Bowl, Georgia, Texas. He's got both the Iowa and Iowa State matchups in there. Clemson, Notre Dame, and Alabama, Oklahoma. Do you have one bowl game? I got I got to run out of here in 30 yeah. seconds. Do you have one bowl game you like more than the others? I love Iowa State. You I do? Love Iowa State money line. And I, I think I'm actually going to play a half unit on the money line yeah. every underdog this bowl season. Why not? I, it's, I've it's seen made the math. money every year. Somebody laid out the math, yeah. and usually you're going to walk away profitable. You so will. I'm, I'm going to play that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to play that, and it starts uh, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah, five games. That. Um, Merry Christmas. Same to you. Happy New Year. It'll be a happier New Year when we can reconvene on January the 2, 10 to noon, every Monday through Friday. Glad to be back here. Looking forward to it. We got Lee Sterling coming up next. Vegas, baby. Vegas! Welcome back. Trent Condon here with you as we get ready for our show launch on January 2nd, officially here on 1460 KXNO. Little bonus show today. Earlier, Ken and myself talking the world of sports and now one of our favorites throughout football season. It's Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports. Here with us once again, Lee, glad to have you aboard bowl season here. I know a busy time for you leading up to the holidays. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's crazy in here. Um, we'll be here till probably 12 midnight, 1 in the morning, people signing up, getting ready for the bowl season. Um, helps when you're doing well. We've won the 14 weeks in the NFL. Uh, last year we were 18-9 and nine in the bowls, so uh, we get a lot of stragglers that wait late, and we'll be here early in the morning, probably starting at 7 in the morning tomorrow, so they want to hop on board. Uh, we have three weeks left to the NFL, 41 bowl games, NFL playoffs and Super Bowl. Like I said last year were 18-9 and nine in the bowl games. They want to hop on board. Normally it's 597 On the website, we have a save 200 coupon, so it brings the price down to 397 I'm going to give them the friends and family discount. How about this? They use coupon code SAVE200. That's only three ninety seven. I'm going to give them the friends and family discount code. Save three hundred. They use that code. It's just two hundred and ninety seven dollars. You get every game I've got through the Super Bowl. It's all available. ParamountSports.com. Not going to find anything better than that. Lee Sterling joining us here. Lee, you know, uh, bowl season upon us, and the biggest kind of the buzzword of this time is motivation. Finding out yeah. what teams have motivation. For you is your handicapping. Of course, you have your numbers, and that's a part of it. But is it reading newspaper clips? Is it you know reading through transcripts of, of what coaches and players are saying? How do you find and try to zero in what team has the motivation going into a bowl game? Well, as you said, motivation is important. Uh, you you got to find out which coaches are out there. Are they are they you know sitting there and and sitting at home and you know just trying to to get ready for the bowl game, or there's some coaching staffs out there that, you know, they lost a lot of recruits, and so they're out there recruiting. There's three or four teams I found out that out of the 15 bowl practices, they're only going to use seven or eight of them. So that could be a factor. Um, A lot of people don't notice this, but there was a couple teams, two teams hired coaches, and those coaches coached at the team that they're playing in the bowl game last year as a coordinator. So you don't think that's an advantage? You know, we saw, you know, different games this year. In fact, Georgia, going back two weeks ago when they played Alabama. Uh, are they good, Georgia? Yeah, but obviously they know the players. 
real well in the schemes, and that helped them almost beat Alabama. They covered both times. And then, uh, like Florida against Mississippi State, the whole Florida coaching staff coached there last year, and they recruited those kids, and they knew every strength and weakness. So you find out things like that, and there's even two games tomorrow, two bowl games, where one of the teams finished all their exams the week before, and the other team is still taking exams. There's uh, two teams that are flying out eight and 12 players uh, this afternoon and tonight, and those guys uh, haven't practiced the last couple of days since they left for the bowl game. So you find out those nuggets you're going to end up usually winning in the long run. Well, Lee, you got a five-pack of picks for us, as you do all throughout football season here. And let's jump into them here. we got, of course, Iowa and Iowa State involved. But before that, let's go to the Sugar Bowl. Tom Herman comes in as an underdog. We've talked about this a lot throughout the years, Lee. Tom Herman in this kind of spot. But this Georgia Bulldog team, as we saw in the SEC championship game, incredibly talented. A big number here. What are you seeing with the Bulldogs and the Longhorns? Yeah, and, and uh, the Bulldogs, it's all about motivation. I don't know how they get up for this game. Are, are they more talented than Texas? Yeah, but 11 points, motivation here. I think Texas, you know, uh, yeah, they tried to play hard and, and beat Oklahoma in the rematch, but it didn't happen. But they were tied in the fourth quarter. Great matchup here between the Texas receivers and the Georgia DBs. All these guys will go first, second round this year or the next couple of years. So that'll be fun. But uh, motivation here. Georgia wins 31-28, but Texas, they cover the 11 points. Is that one you're looking at maybe a, a small money line play? I, nah, I think it's going to be tough. Yeah. I, I, I think it would be tough for, for Texas. Uh, there's a couple others, I think, the money line. But uh, I just think Georgia will probably find a way. But Almost every game, if you like an underdog, I would put at least a quarter of the bet on the money line. You're going to see out of these 41 bowl games, you'll probably see, I'm going to venture to say, at least seven or eight touchdown or bigger underdogs that will win the game outright. And you find those, you're going to have a nice payday. Oh, and a, a nice start to 2019. <laughs> you, you, you return a 7-12 to 12 point underdog, you're going to get three to four, three or four to one on your money in. You win a couple of those, um, you might be going to, to some nice island for the holidays. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Let's get into the two teams uh, with uh, our state ties here, Alamo Bowl and the Outback Bowl for Iowa State and Iowa, respectively. Let's start with the Hawkeyes. They take on Mississippi State, two very good defenses. You look at the numbers here. In fact, I made a play right away when the over-under came out on that one. On the under, Mississippi State, six and a half the number that you had, Lee. And again, before we get to January 1st, if you wait to play that, that line might be different. What are you seeing with the Bulldogs and Hawkeyes? Well, both these two teams are disappointments. Uh, maybe more so with Iowa. Uh, they, Mississippi State, I think some people were hoping they could go 9-3, but Iowa, I felt they could have won every game. I mean, huge disappointment. Uh, I thought they made some some tactical coaching mistakes during the game, and also some plays just didn't go their way. So on top of that, Noah Fant's not going to play in this game here. Mississippi State, you know, the coaching change, I think it really hurt them. Fitzgerald struggled, their quarterback, early in the year, completed only 47% of his passes in the first six games and threw seven interceptions, but they got back on track here, and I think they have the better defense. Give me Mississippi State. I haven't won in this game here 30-20. to 20. All right, let's jump next to the Alamo Bowl, Lee, and that's where Iowa State makes their way down. Motivation, I think, going to be a big component here. Washington State, 
thought even with that loss to Washington, maybe they'd sneak in, be in the New Year's Six. That's not the case. They'll make their long trip out to San Antonio for this one. And Iowa State fans, they're pumped up for this one, Lee. Yeah, but here's the problem. Playing Washington State, you want to bully their defense. And Washington was able to do that. Uh, Washington State's defensive line only averages 252 pounds. So that game, when they played Washington, the game was played in the snow. Washington State couldn't pass the ball. Uh, Washington, a huge offensive line, but not the case with Iowa State. Only they average 297 pounds. I think they'll have some success, but I think it's going to go back and forth. And uh, I like Washington State here, 35-30. Washington State getting it done there. Let's go next to the college football playoff and the two games there. Starting with the first game, that'll be Notre Dame Clemson. The Tigers, a big favorite here, 11 and a half, and feels like a big step up in competition. Also for Notre Dame, it, it does, uh, but. They're just solid. They, you know, they don't have any perceived weakness. And, and maybe special teams, you don't see that often uh, playing a factor in a bowl game, but Clemson special teams missed a couple key field goals during the year. Um, you know, let's say they get a pump block, that could, that could hurt them here. So uh, their special teams rank 106 out of 130 teams. And there were some times I just didn't think that the Clemson defensive line didn't play up to their talent level here. So... Uh, Dexter Williams, a running back for Notre Dame, suspended the first four games, but he came on and gained almost 1,000 yards with 12 touchdowns and average over 6.5 yards a carry. Him catching the ball and running the ball could be the difference here. I'm going to call for the upset here. Yeah. This is the biggest upset in the bowls. I like Notre Dame to upset Clemson 27-26. That would be a big one, no yep. doubt. All right, Lee, let's go to the other semifinal. 14 the number, Alabama with the – Questions around Tua Tungavloa. How healthy is he going to be for this one? And the old adage against Nick Saban, you need a quarterback with some wheels. Certainly Kyler Murray has that. Yeah, he does. But I think Tua's going to be fine. I think he'll be healthy here for this game. Uh, the problem here for Oklahoma is when you get down to it, usually the top two teams or the best team usually has a really good defense, a top five defense. And Oklahoma is one of the worst defenses we maybe have ever seen in the Final Four. Uh, this defense is so bad, they give up 40 points to Kansas. There's some games that Kansas doesn't even throw the ball down the field 20 yards in a game. I, I just think that, that Bama's defense told Tua, you take care of your end of the bargain. You put up 40 or 50 points, and, and we'll take care of ours. I like Bama big, 51-31. All over it. Well, Lee, with the bull games coming up here starting tomorrow, you got your big game of the week. It is a tilt of former conference rivals, Missouri and Oklahoma State. People want to get involved with that one, your game of the week. Tell them where they can go. Well, what a matchup this should be. They want to get Missouri and Oklahoma State. Should be a shootout. Just call 800-400-9741. First five callers, get it for free. 800-400-9741. And if you want to hop on board, now's the time. Uh, Like I said, it's bowl season, 41 bowl games, NFL playoffs, and Super Bowl. Everything they use the super special family discount code family and friends save three hundred just two hundred ninety seven dollars. It's all available paramountsports.com. Great stuff, Lee Sterling. Paramount Sports. It's been a great two thousand and eighteen. Let's keep it going here into twenty nineteen. Thank you, Trent. You have a great holiday, Lee Sterling. Paramount Sports, and that'll do it. We are out of here. A little uh, mini preview podcast. What's going to be coming again January 2nd? Ken and myself will get started once again each and every weekday from 10 a.m. till noon. 
excited to be aboard, excited to be here at KXNO, and looking forward to 2019 and the future. Going to be a lot of fun. We're still working on our details. High school sports will continue. I'll continue to be broadcasting them both at 1460. And, of course, uh, we're also going to have a streaming component to this. You'll be able to watch the games along with Hear My Call. Really looking forward to that. We'll have more details here in the coming weeks. going to be great to uh, get out there, get on the air once again. Been missing it. Missing it to talk to all you guys out there. Hope you found us today. Thanks to everybody out there again for listening in. January 2nd, Ken and I will get started again on 1460 KXNO.